0: Good morning. This is K Sig Sheeler, pregame.com. You're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Again, this is going to be the uh, weekly show for NASCAR. I'll be here each and every week. For those that don't know me, I'm Sig in the forums. Uh, Also, again, K. Sig Sheeler, founder, co-owner of SlamTheMan.com. I'll be coming to you each and every week for the Sprint Cup Championship Series, uh, 36 races that we'll be going to each and every week on the tour for NASCAR. We'll be talking about all things NASCAR uh, we'll we'll talk about point standings. We'll talk about betting on NASCAR. We'll talk about information about the upcoming races. So again, this is NASCAR Weekly, uh, all things NASCAR. I, I really want to take a minute now and, and thank R.J. Bell here at Pregame.com, creating a wonderful website uh, that that gets bettors informed. Uh, the objective is to help you win, give you the best information that's out there on the web. That's what we intend to do here on the show. Also, want to take a minute to thank Dan Beebe. Thank you, Dan. Uh, really helped Dan's been instrumental in helping me get this out into the forums, producing the show, making sure that it is available to all the listeners. Uh, again, my objective will be to come, you know, every Thursday, possibly Fridays, depending on when the races are. Saturday night races, we'll try to get things out earlier in the week. Sunday races, of course, uh, you know, they're just now showing up in Phoenix as we tape the show. And uh, last week, of course, from Daytona was a historical Daytona weekend. The entire the entire weekend was packed full of of excitement, and I don't know how fans can't be happy about what happened at Daytona 500. It really was a storybook uh, finish. There was a lot of things happening. We'll talk about that when we get into the Daytona rewind. Of course, Trevor Bain, youngest driver ever to win the Daytona 500, he he took home. The, uh, the trophy and, you know, really the one thing that I, I want to, if you're getting in here for the first show, uh, for the first time, excuse me, I want to make sure that you guys understand something. The most important thing if you're going to start betting on NASCAR is that you must establish a betting bankroll. That is the key number one factor. You have to have disposable income that's a specific set dollar amount that you've decided that you're going to risk throughout the entire season. It's a very long season. It's more than half a year. And, you know, you, you actually you need to start with a, a specific dollar amount and then follow along betting the percentages Of course, we didn't hit any of the the wins last week in Daytona. We came up just short. We had a few drivers that were there most of the race up front. We had a couple drivers there at the very end, Tony Stewart and Carl Edwards. But we couldn't catch the ticket. We did win on two out of three of the top head-to-heads. But for the day, down 1.22% on the season. Again, our goal for this year is going to be twenty five percent return on our bankroll, so if you're you're just now getting in it's not late it's not too late. You can jump on board now we're just getting started it's going to be a long year we're looking to build up those bankrolls for football season next year if you're one of those guys looking for a sport in the off season. Then this may be your your thing. I mean, we there's a lot of expertise, like I mentioned on the first show in the forums. Each and every week, there's guys coming. Green White Checker, another new guy to the forums. Uh, Chapel Hill, we've got Griff over there. Uh, a lot of guys, you know. Of course, Rocky Atkinson and Greg Shaker. And I really appreciate Tony George stopping in last week and and wishing me the best for the show this year. It really is going to be a great show. It's going to be a great season. I'm really excited about it. Uh, But we'll be talking today, we'll be talking about the Daytona Rewind. We'll get into the point standings, where they're at after the first race. Won't spend too much time there. But uh, then we'll get into talking about Phoenix International Raceway and the Subway Fit Fresh 500 that's coming up this Sunday. Uh, the race begins at 3.14 Eastern Time. Uh, Fox coverage begins, I believe it's 2.30. You'll be able to catch that. Again, this is Sig Sheeler, Pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Week. Again, this is K Sheeler dot Pregame.com. You're listening to NASCAR Weekly. For the first segment of today's show, it's going to be Daytona Rewind. I mean, we got to talk about what happened in last week's race. It was a storybook historical weekend from Daytona. Uh, of course, everyone knows by now rookie young gun Trevor Bain driving a famed Wood Brothers Ford takes the Daytona 500 it was just a storybook uh, win for him he turned 20 years old the day before the race on Saturday Uh, of course they were driving a, 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 a Ford that was built by Jack Roush and you know really could have been one of the greatest upset rides in NASCAR history I mean he came out of, he didn't really come out of nowhere because he had a great, he was running well all week. I watched him very closely in this love bug tandem, this two car draft uh, that they were forced into here in Daytona. And he was running really well, pushing others throughout the week. Uh, but I never really imagined he'd win. Hats off to everybody that had money on the field. Uh, really was a, an incredible win. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I just don't understand how folks can't be fans of NASCAR with the way that finish was. I mean, if you look at what went on on Sunday, there were 74 lead changes. And 22 out of the 43 drivers at one time or another led the race. So that's an incredible race for a fan to watch. Uh, and then, you know, to have money on that a little underdog winner like that, I mean, I don't know how – too bad it didn't pay out at greater odds on the field, but uh, you know there really couldn't be any any more rush like it in sports. You know, so that's that's just one of them things that we're really excited about. Uh, another another thing out of out of Daytona that I felt needs to be discussed, and that was really the performance of the Goodyear tire. We didn't really see any kind of problems whatsoever from uh, from any team with tires. The biggest issue, technically, I think was the fact these guys were getting up to maximum RPMs, uh, again, historical RPMs. And uh, we had a couple of failed engines due to some cooling issues uh, with the RCR team. Of course, I had money on Jeff Burton. Kevin Harvick was the first one to go down. Uh, then the big race, or excuse me, the big wreck came out. Uh, we lost a bunch of guys. And then, of course, uh, you know, Jeff Burton goes down also with an engine failure. So you know that was tough to see having money on Jeff Burton to win as he was my big uh, underdog pick for the day. Uh, I thought he'd run up front most of the day. He had a good car, but they were just exceeding the limits and he couldn't handle it. And uh, you know when the flag came down, and you know, once again it was it was up to it was up to to Trevor Bayne uh, to to get the win and hold off Carl Edwards there at the end. We did have some money on Tony Stewart and Carl Edwards. Uh, we were there at the end, but we didn't get it. Uh, we'll come at uh, we'll come at this Phoenix International Race with similar strategy of how we're betting the card. Uh, of course, we'll get into that a little bit later in our final segment as we talk about Phoenix International Raceway. Daytona weekend started out with Michael Waltrip winning the the truck event. Of course, that was a slingshot victory over Elliott Sadler there at the end. Uh, Neither one of those will take home many points. Clay Rogers gets the points uh, for the race. Uh, Another history uh, record for that race, Jennifer Jo Cobb, age 37. She finished sixth. It's the first ever top ten finish at Daytona, any Daytona event by a woman. So, again, more history being made at Daytona this weekend than, than any time. Of course, Kurt Busch was going for history. Uh, winning the uh, the shootout and then a Gatorade duel and then going for the victory, of course, didn't happen. And uh, you know, a lot of folks bet on Kurt Busch. I did. I thought he had one of the best cars of the weekend. Uh, they they did get us uh, the top head to head that we had, and uh, so we was very very happy to see him running up there. Proves the point that Roger Penske doesn't know what's going on. Of course, uh, Kaslowski struggled a little bit over there in the in the two car. Uh, but back to the, the weekend events uh, nationwide. The nationwide event, uh, well, that was a photo finish. Tony Stewart, uh, with help from Landon Castle, edged out. Uh, Clint Boyer being pushed from Dale Jr. there, who was trying to get around him there at the last minute to get the win. Of course, Smoke got the win, and, but uh, but uh, Landon Castle will get the points for the nationwide event. That's pretty much what happened. And then, of course, the the Trevor Bayne story, uh, you know, win in there at the end, youngest driver ever, Wood Brothers Ford. Great, great ending, uh, just a great race. Uh, we'll be managing our risk this upcoming week a lot of the same way. Uh, I only had about 1.6% uh, risk in the win column. I may have a little bit more this week coming up. Uh, the odds are still looking good for Phoenix. I've been watching them since they came out on the week, uh, analyzing what we've got out there. Uh, the, again, Daytona 500 the, Just an incredible weekend I hope everybody enjoyed it Again, this is Sig Sheeler Pregame.com And you're listening to NASCAR Weekly Welcome back to the show Again, this is Sig Sheeler com. This is NASCAR Weekly And for the second segment of the show, we're going to talk about the Sprint Cup Championship point standings. Of course, uh, uh, Carl Edwards gets the points because Trevor Bain, a sanctioned nationwide driver, uh, does not receive any points for this uh, Nextel Sprint Cup race. And uh, then, of course, David Gillian, Bobby Labonte, rounded out with second and third, Cook Kurt Busch was fourth, Juan Montoya fifth, Reagan Smith, Kyle Busch, Paul Menard. Paul Menard had a great run on uh, Sunday, ran up there, got a top ten finish. Good for him. Mark Martin, A.J. Allmendinger, storied famous Bill Elliott comes in at 11, and then, of course, Tony Stewart, 12th. So that rounds out the top 12. There were some other guys in the back of the pack. Clint Boyer, 16th. Uh, Jamie McMurray, 17th, Uh, Dale Jr. came in at 22nd, Casey Kane followed him at 23rd, Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon, 25 and 26. Uh, Way down on the list, Matt Kenseth, Greg Biffle in the 31, 32 spots, Jeff Burton, uh, that pretty much runs through it, Kevin Harvick at 37th, Uh, you know, so Harvick got three points, Uh, Burton nine, Biffle nine, Kenseth ten uh interesting race the big uh, the big the big wreck caused uh, some of the guys to go way back in the pack and uh, some names that uh, normally aren't up front are there of course the sprint cup standings at this point they don't mean a whole lot but we will talk about them each and every week uh for the season Uh, during this part of the show, uh, but we'll keep this one brief, and we'll get into talking about Phoenix here in a little bit. Everybody wants to talk about Phoenix, the upcoming race. It's going to be a great one. The odds are fairly strong out there for bettors right now. Of course, you can still go out there uh, even after Daytona and bet on the Sprint Cup Championship Series future odds for the season. Uh, So uh, if anybody's got any questions about uh, betting those, of course, I I posted my uh, my futures bets for the season on Sunday with my uh, Daytona card. So you can stop in there and check that out. Of course, I'm backing Jimmy Johnson again. I think it's, it's pretty crazy not to back Jimmy Johnson. Carl Edwards should have a, an incredible year, I think, because I think Ford is going to have a much improved season. So I would expect to see Carl Edwards up front for the Sprint Cup all season long. Uh, they're racing in Phoenix. It's it's a track that he's run well on. He of course he got the fall finish over there. He won the he won the fall race from Phoenix, so that looks to be uh, another opportunity for Carl to build on these points uh, from Daytona. Kurt Busch has done well out in Phoenix uh, over his his career as well. Uh, Kyle Busch too. So you know we're looking at some of these drivers that are up there. They don't mean a lot in this point standings, like I said. Uh, but uh, it's something to look at. You've got some guys that are disappointed. They're going to have to have some good runs in Phoenix to get back up there. Normally, after Daytona, they run out in California at Fontana. This year, we're going to be uh, taking a break and going to Phoenix for an earlier-than-usual spring race in Phoenix, and then, of course, they're going to head over to to uh, Las Vegas for their Las Vegas race as scheduled. But basically that's what we got going on in the point standings right now. Uh, again, this is k6 Sheeler, pregame.com and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. Okay, for the final segment of the show, we're going to discuss Phoenix International Raceway. The Subway Fit Fresh 500 is going to be the race this Sunday, February 27th. Uh, that'll that'll be again at 3:14 Eastern Time, with Fox Television coverage beginning at 2:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Radio coverage for this race, of course, you can catch it on Motor Racing Network and Sirius Satellite NASCAR Radio Channel 128. For this race, qualifying will take place Saturday, February 26th at 3.30 p.m. Coverage, that's Eastern Time. Coverage begins uh, on the Speed Channel uh, 30 minutes prior to the qualifying. You'll be able to catch uh, some of the other events that are going on on the day there at the Speed Channel. Of course, Happy Hour, the final practice of NASCAR Sprint Cup, will be on Friday, February 25th at 6 p.m. You can also catch that again on Speed Channel along with the uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race that's Friday night, February 25th. That'll be at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. They'll be racing the Lucas Oil 150 there. You can catch that again on the Speed Channel. For the uh, nationwide race, that one goes off at uh, 5.45 Eastern Time on ESPN2 for at uh, Saturday night, February 26th. The Basha's Supermarket 200 Uh, A couple things about the Phoenix track. It is a flat track. Uh, You know, it's it's a little bit different setup than what you would see racing last week out of Daytona with the big banks. Uh, This one's fairly banked. Uh, Phoenix, again, it's a one mile D shaped tri oval flat track. It's got some low banking through the corners. Excuse me. And uh, that's pretty much the structure of it. And when you get into talking about Phoenix, uh, to kind of go back over what's gone on in the last couple uh, races at Phoenix, Carl Edwards won the fall race. Uh, they, they raced that prior to racing at Homestead, Miami, uh, for the end of the season. And then, of course, they went right to Daytona to start the season. Now they're going right back to Phoenix again. But uh, Carl Edwards won. He, uh, he edged out Ryan Newman, uh, Joey Logano, Greg Biffle, and Jimmy Johnson. They were the top five. But uh, in that race, Denny Hamlin finished 12th, but he really, he dominated the race for most of it. He he led 190 laps. They raced 372 in that one. Uh, He and Carl battled for a while during that race. Carl uh, beat him out, and then later on he made a gamble with fuel, and it paid off. Some of the other drivers that uh, won Pablo Montoya, he ran up, he was really, he, I think he led part of that race. He was up front. He ran second for a long period of time, uh, but he made the same gamble Carl Edwards did, and he ran out of gas and ended up finished 16th. Uh, Of course, I remember that because we had a head-to-head against Montoya in that race, he had a strong day, but ran out of gas. We won some money, and so uh, you know it was great, it was a great uh, great race for us in Phoenix last year. We've always seemed to do well in Phoenix, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, another thing, uh, you know, this race I I expect it'll be a lot of the same. I don't see any reason why not. There will be some gambling towards the end of the race on fuel. We'll see who makes those those gambles, who comes out ahead. Uh, but I don't see anything changing. That's generally a story out there in Phoenix. Fuel mileage is always a big deal. In the spring race last year for the the uh, excuse me the Fresh Fit six hundred, Ryan Newman won an extended race. Uh, he went with two tires, uh, paid big because he he ended up winning that race. Um, of course, a lot of that. Jimmy Johnson was running up there. Kyle Bush ran up there. For a lot of the night, uh, they they both led 113 laps each. Juan Juan Pablo he's had a lot of success out in Phoenix in his short uh, short NASCAR career. He ran up front also. Uh, of course, Mark Martin won the year before that, and uh, he had he had a top uh, top five finish in the spring last year. So you know, Mark Martin also having a lot of success. But when you get into talking about Phoenix, the driver that is dominant has been the leader out there is Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, he's been the dem, excuse me dominant driver out there in uh, Phoenix. He's the all-time lap leader. He's the all-time win leader, and he's never ever finished below 15th out there. So, you know, Jimmy Johnson. When you talk about uh, when you talk about Phoenix, you got to look at Jimmy Johnson, and of course. He is the favorite uh, this week. There's a couple other guys listed up there with him, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, he's been the guy here in Phoenix. Uh, Also, he's had success on these flat tracks, and Phoenix is considered a flat track. There's there's really relatively zero banking on this particular track. Uh, Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson both have 12 career wins on the flat tracks, uh, while uh, Tony Stewart has seven. Recent drivers uh, also with some success on those flat tracks, you got to look at Carl Edwards and Denny Hamlin. Uh, Another couple notes about Phoenix Dodge and Toyota have never won at Phoenix. So that's something else to think about. You know, we could be setting uh, history a couple weeks in a row. Uh, Maybe a Dodge or a Toyota will win. You know, you got Kurt Busch, he's run really well uh, in Phoenix. Uh, Some of the other drivers that I'm looking at. Not necessarily that I'm gonna bet on these guys, but I am looking. Juan Pablo, he's run really well in Phoenix. Uh finish, finish-wise, he may not, you know, statistically when you look at it, but he's had a lot of he's had a lot of success out there. Joey Logano also, this is another track that suits him well. And really, Denny Hamlin, you gotta take a look at Denny Hamlin uh when you start talking about Phoenix. And so well, that's pretty much what's going on. Uh, when you want to talk about finishes at NASCAR Phoenix, uh, Mark Martin, he's uh, he's up there with a career top ten average. Jeff Gordon, just under ten. Uh, Denny Hamlin, Jeff Burton, Carl Edwards, Tony Stewart, Kurt Busch, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch. Those are your top ten drivers with uh, currently that are in the in the series with average finishes in Phoenix. So, again, that's Jimmy Johnson, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, Denny Hamlin, Jeff Burton in the top five, four finishes out in Phoenix. Uh, Jeff Burton's had two wins in Phoenix. Mark Martin's had two. Gordon's had one. Jimmy Johnson's had four. He leads all drivers with uh, four wins in Phoenix, again, being the dominant driver. One of the other things that uh, I want to get to, and that's talking about what the odds are for this uh, excuse me for this Phoenix race uh, Jimmy Johnson right now you can go out and get him he's like five to one he opened up now let me talk a little bit about what I look at through the week um, Hilton the Hilton uh, Casino in Las Vegas posts the opening odds uh, I look at those opening odds when they come out uh, this week of course, uh, Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin were the two favorites to win the Subway Fit Fresh 500 from Avondale, Arizona on February 27, 2011. So Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin both started at 5-1. to one. Uh, You can maybe find a 6-1 to one out there at a few places. Carl Edwards, Kyle Busch next in line, 7-1. to one. Um, Excuse me, Jeff Gordon. Uh Kevin Harvick, Tony Stewart, those guys come in at 12 to 1. Greg Biffle, who you know, I like the when I think about Phoenix, I do think about Greg Biffle because he's had some strong runs out there. Now, at the same time, statistically, when you look at him, he's he's not really up there. Um he's 12th in average finishes. He's raced out there 14 times, he's had four top fives. So I don't know what it is, but maybe it's recent history. I had a win with Greg Biffle out in Phoenix. Um, it's just, you know, he's, when I say I had a win, he's never won at Phoenix, but he's 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 run up front. I had I had him to win, I think it was, I want to say 05. I'm not sure about that. But uh, I had him up there to win. He, he came in in the top five that year. And uh, so when I think about Phoenix, I do think about that 3M car. Greg Biffle's had some success. Interesting numbers. Uh, Kurt Busch, 18 to 1. Uh, he's he's eighth all-time on average finishes. He has had a win. He's got four top fives. Uh, you know, he's had a lot of success in Phoenix. He ran really well in Daytona. I mean, it was his week last week besides Trevor Bain. Uh, but, you know, he's he's never he's never not finished so he's never had a, a a a a short race where he had some technical problems he runs really well out there i'm going to be looking at him i think there's a lot of value right now i'm betting on kurt bush 22 dodge they seem to have their act together um they've started out the season very strong uh Kenseth the Boyer, Mark Martin, 20 to 1. So you got a couple drivers in there, Mark Martin 20 to 1 at, at Phoenix. I mean, it's hard not to take a look at him. Now, you know, he had some success in Daytona. There was a period of time where he was running up front towards the end of the race and you wondered could this be Mark Martin's uh year that he wins a Daytona? But I don't know what it is. There's some things going on over there. He I he got I think he got uh, tied up in a little bit of a ra- uh wreck. In Daytona, and it uh, he, he pushed him to the back a little bit. And uh, Jeff, you know, and then on the restart, he didn't have quite the car he needed on the restart. Of course, we had Kurt Busch over Mark Martin last week in, in Daytona. And <clears throat> for this week, as I said, I'm going to be basically going into Phoenix with the same type of strategy that I used in Daytona. I'll probably have 2% as my, I'm looking that I think it'll be around the 2% range that I risk on uh, win bets. And then I will probably max out again this week on my head-to-heads. So look for a strong card for me on Sunday for the Phoenix Subway Fresh Fit 500 uh, right now, uh, we did talk about the odds. We've talked about some of the, the drivers that have had some success at Phoenix. I'm really excited about the show. I hope you guys are. There's a lot of things going on in the forums. Uh, I want to take the, the final few minutes to, to discuss that. There are so many guys in the forums that are willing to help. Uh, myself being one of them, but there's Delivery Man, uh, Rocky Atkinson, Greg Shaker, Chapel Hill, Green White Checker, Doc Watson, throw out to you, buddy. Uh, just there's a ton of guys that we're, were starting to build a really good forum full of experts uh, when it gets into talking about nascar i hope you guys are appreciating the show uh i would like to get some guests on the show uh and i will as as i grow technically and learn how to do a little bit more with the show uh again that that'll be another thing for me and dan bb to go over uh is getting some guests on the show being able to get the tracks down uh i hope you guys are en- enjoying the show but uh, I, I really look forward to Phoenix. I think we'll have some success out there. I really feel that I've, I've had my finger on the pulse for NASCAR for so long. I can see some things uh, around the corner uh, with NASCAR. And I, I don't think this week's going to be any difference in Phoenix because, I I, again, you know, I'll probably be backing Jimmy Johnson. It's really hard not to back him here. He didn't have a very good run in Daytona, but you know what? He's had some early successes throughout his career uh, in the early part of the year. Uh, It's a flat track. It's Jimmy Johnson. It's Phoenix. Uh, More than likely, I'm going to be looking at him. But I also want to close out by talking about risk strategy with NASCAR bets usually now last week it was a little different because i felt really strong about a few uh, few drivers and they were on the win list and they were on the head-to-head list normally i will not try to do that i will go out of my way to have different drivers in my head-to-heads but i'm looking at the head-to-heads and i've got to bet on what i believe the book is offering uh the best value that's out there the the and, and sometimes there will be win bets and head to heads, but normally I try to exclude to where I'm making repetitive risk uh, in the win column or in the head to heads or both. You know, so I like to balance that risk out. So you know, when when you see that, understand that's what we're doing, and you know, you can't get carried away. You have to have a specific cutoff limit. Uh, If we get down, I talked about this in my money management thread, we get down 15%, uh, we're going to be looking to to reduce the amount that we're we're laying out each and every week. We'll reduce our wagering uh, until we rebuild our bankroll. If we get up on our bankroll and we're winning, say, 20. if we're up by 20% or 15%, we'll look to uh, push the odds a little bit, press and bet more percentage-wise on head-to-heads, or we'll just increase our bankroll and just increase our percentages that we're betting on the entire card. So usually if I have that kind of success, that's what you can expect from me. Uh, again, I think we've we've pretty much covered every topic for today. Phoenix looks to be a great race. You can catch that again on Sunday. Uh, coverage begins at 2.30 on Fox and, uh, again, this is Sig Sheeler, pregame.com, and you're listening to NASCAR Weekly. We'll see you guys in Vegas.